0: Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of Jay Nolaism. We are here with another installment of the amazing Jay Nolaism dating series, where I bring in guests to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and all that fun stuff about dating today. And I am just so happy to welcome my beautiful guest and my best friend, Arielle.
1: Hi. Hi hi oh my god i haven't done this in years haven't been on the podcast in years i feel like
0: you came on like
1: 2020 were you on it in 2020 oh yes for for some heavy shit
0: yeah when we did the black lives matter stuff yeah Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then before that it was like a fun one no Mm -mm. you always come in for deep stuff
1: i know I don't know what you got for me today, but
0: I know we're going to make it fun. We're going to make it fun. I'm not telling anyone questions before. I feel like I want your honest answers. Um, So to start, Ariel, just tell everyone your age, because I feel like that also explains a lot about like how you're dating.
1: It just you're really trying it already. I'm (laughs) (laughs) I'm 28.
0: Okay, and then just quickly to let people know about you. um, How long have you been single?
1: I'm doesn't mean you're not dating Just like single yes i have not been in a monogamous relationship uh going on three years it'll be three years in april
0: wow okay how's that journey been for you
1: um well you know i i would like to ask you too like is it wild for you that it's already been three years before i talk about the journey like three- doesn't it feel like it was never gonna end
0: yes you were in a in in i don't even know how to describe the relationship <laughs> but it was interesting and as a friend of someone who isn't in like the best relationship you do just always wonder like how long are we going to do this or whatever so it's so crazy that it has been like we and i say we because your friends are a part of your relationships we have been out of this for three years
1: yes as a group yes. yeah as a union we have all been out of this relationship for three years um you know, it it's three years technically, but I feel like when you get out of a serious relationship, you don't you're not really out of it the day mm. you break up, right? So mm-hmm. like I I feel like I've been out of the relationship for like a year and a half, like completely no thoughts of this person or um, no flashbacks. The PTSD has been gone for about <laughs> a year and a half. Um, it, it's been interesting. It's it's weird to be in a it was a five year relationship and to do that the first part of your 20s started when I was 21 till I was 26 um it's interesting to be single at this phase of life where you think that this is the phase where you would be getting more serious into your relationships yeah um and quote-unquote settling down more and I've kind of done the opposite as to where I was kind of taken out of this game for five years and now I'm like making up for all the time, I, I don't know if lost is a respectful word, but uh, lost during my 20s. So I'm kind of just now living that life that people lived in a completely different phase of life than me.
0: Yeah, I've never I've never lived that life. I don't Which know what makes- that's like.
1: Oh, interesting. That's yeah. so interesting to me.
0: Like I've never been on it. I said this on the last podcast I did. I've never been on a date. And I think me and you talked about this. I've never been on a date as an adult
1: which is wild. Yeah. Do you feel like obviously and you're very happy and Robbie's amazing, but like, is that ever like a thought or like not pre-married, like a, I don't know, something you'll never get.
0: Yeah. It's, it is weird to think about it, You know, what's weirder is if like, obviously I don't think about us dying, but like, if something bad was to happen or like we were to break up, like me going into that not even now, let's say like in five years. And then I'm like in my thirties or forties. I don't, I don't know how that would work.
1: That's wild. Honestly, this is so weird. Cause this feels like a conversation you and I just have on a normal day. I know I'm kind of forgetting we're recording. Right I
0: know now. you have to remember sometimes. Um, so for you, you've been in like your last relationship wasn't obviously the best. Are you still someone that wants to be in a serious relationship and a monogamous relationship?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that my one of my favorite, my favorite things about myself is that I really don't let like one bad situation, like deter me from doing the things that I want, even if that kind of like ruined that ruined it for me at one point. I don't think that my next relationship will be like that. Um, I'm a lover. I'm a really good lover. And I've always wanted to be in a happy and healthy Relationship, and I always wanted that family unit, um, and so I still want that. I, honestly, I wanted it even before because I know what it feels like to not have that. Mm. One being single, and two not have it actually being in a relationship with someone you love and still not have that like feeling of fulfillment or fulfillment. Um, so it makes me just really want to know what a healthy version of that would feel like.
0: Mm. What so in a healthy relationship. You're looking from obviously like you're dating and most likely will you will end up in a healthy relationship to get to that healthy relationship. What are your deal breakers? What are things that like if you notice spot on? It's like been down that road, not doing that, or you know what, haven't been down that road, but that's not something I want to go down. Like what are things like that you're noticing while you're dating that you just know red flag, not for me?
1: Um, kids. (laughs) No kids. I'm not, I'm not a stepmom. Yeah. just not. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say though, as I get older, I know more people who are dating men with kids because I think the older you get, the more common that is. Exactly. Um, it's not my ideal situation. You know, there, there's just there has to be a good relation. If I were to ever date a man with kids, there has to be a good relationship with the ex partner or the child's mother. Um, that's big.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But on paper, if I was writing down my deal breakers, it would be no, um, it would have to be, um, an insecure man is a very, is a deal breaker for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm very confident and very proud of who I am mm-hmm. and I don't need someone who feels intimidated by that or tries to like dim me down to like be on their level. I've dealt with that before and that's not, something, that's a non-negotiable for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, just, like, not have, like, a moral compass as of just, like, not treating people nicely who aren't me. Like, I, of course, I want a man to be nice to me. And you don't want your man out there, like, flirting with other chicks or, like, being too friendly. But, like, I want a man who really respects people, everybody, not just people he likes or people that he thinks highly of, you know? Um, And success and money (laughs) they they gotta listen I'm 28 I have a really great job I've done really well for myself and I'm not taking care of someone like I'm just not I don't want to be the breadwinner I don't want I don't want that I want someone who can meet me where I'm at um and and take care of me (laughs) like I'm gonna still work and do my thing but like it would really be nice to like have someone where money is not an issue gotta be here in the middle or it's just not gonna work no and also, also one other deal breaker that I just thought of, you have to be <laughs> kind to me. Like there's no tempers. I don't mm-hmm. want to ever date someone who raises their voice at me yeah. or like gets really mad. Like I, we're human, but things like, happen, like, I but just like really you have to be able to control that. I don't I don't want to ever feel scared in my relationship or to feel like I have to wake shells to not piss somebody off. Like I just want someone who's just very like mild tempered, you don't want to have to think really about, about the together. words you're
0: using. You don't want to have to be like, "Oh, yes. I don't want to say that word that might trigger him" or something like that. Yes, feel that.
1: Um, that I never want yelling in my home. I never want to fight in that way. Like I know some things are inevitable, but that's just a complete non-negotiable for me.
0: I think those are all fair, and it it's also like, you know, it's about your relationship. It's not about like the relationship for the next person or the. Rec. It's like what works for you. And the person that you're going to be with. And if you two are at understanding with that, then that's all that matters. No one outside of you two has to understand that, has to accept it, has to approve it. Also, I feel like people think like, oh, that's not really normal. Well, it's not normal to you, but.
1: Right. In this household, we talk. <laughs> okay. We do not yell. We talk. Okay. Don't raise because your voice you, at me. No, it's also just hard to hear people when they're in that space too. Like, if you want me to hear what you're saying and receive what you're saying, talk to me like I'm your equal. And yeah, like I'm someone that you care about.
0: Yeah, because if I've you're speaking that. out
1: of off of emotion. I'm not I'm really not going to be able to to pick up what you're putting down.
0: Yeah, that's why I had to go to therapy because nobody was picking up what I was putting down. I was a <laughs>
1: yeller. It's not. No, oh, I was too. In my last relationship, we never talked. We never talked. It was always top of our lungs, anxiety, exhaustion mm-hmm. after conversations. And honestly, with you after that relationship three years ago and I mean that and I I've told my mom this um, it's weird I, I legitimately have raised my voice in three years because mm-hmm. I'm maxed out of that Yeah. now when I'm mad I'm just like I'm upset I mean I have words to say and they yeah. might not be the nicest but I, I, I come from a place of respect or at least I really try to yeah. and I just no no one has gotten me out of character to the point where I'm, I'm yelling and my life so much since then. So to think of myself going back to that is Mm. like a really ugly, ugly picture for me.
0: Yeah, no. And I'm proud of you. That's amazing. Um, You are dating.
1: You've Mm
0: -hmm. been on a few dates. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How is, also I want people to know that you, even though I don't feel like you were dating in New York, you used to live in New York and now you live in LA. Correct. So can you, is there a way, I don't remember if you dated in New York, but is there a difference in the cities?
1: Um, yes. So I think the biggest difference would be the, the energy mm. and not even like good or bad vibes, that type of energy, but the legitimate, leg, ugh, the legitimate, like chillness and the extreme extrovertness that happens in New York. So I am clearly a very extroverted person who some Mm -hmm. may say is like just a lot. (laughs) And when I'm dating in New York, it's very easy for people to get that and to understand that and to match that energy. And like I said, just meet me where I'm at because a lot of East Coast men have that energy. Mm -hmm. But here it's a little bit different. Mind you, like I'm gonna be honest, in LA, a lot of people that I'm attracted to are from the East Coast, <laughs> so we kind of like find each other. Um, but for the people that I've dated here, or you know, casually date, been on dates with, um, there's a big difference in temperament. Mm. Um, just as far as like me being really loud and like like on ten a lot, yeah. and being like at a solid three, four a good day. Um, it's not it's not a bad thing, but now I'm I'm exploring that idea of balance. As to yeah. where I'm like, I need to date someone who can keep up with me, who is just as outgoing as I am, was and kind of still is my mindset, but really was when I lived in New York. And now I'm like, oh, a lot of people talk about like opposites attracting and like having that really nice balance in your relationship of like, mm-hmm. I can be a partner, can be on four, and that really makes sense for us. Yeah. Um, I've never even thought about that and I've never experienced it, but being in LA and being attracted to these kind of like, low-tempered men who are just really just chill. Um has yeah. as kind of changing my perception of like what that balance could look like for me in the future.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm always on 10 and Robbie's definitely on like 2. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, y'all are a perfect of that balance. Um so are Taylor and Chris. Yeah. I know a few people who have who have that balance. I just I've never experienced it. To me it sounds boring. Like obviously it's not boring because I see you and Robbie and I see Taylor and Chris and it mm-hmm. works. But for me, for you,
0: you just weren't sure if that would be something you could work with.
1: Yeah, because I don't want to be the designated entertainment all the time. Like if I want to have a chill day and I just want to relax, but Mm -hmm. we're going somewhere, I need my man to be able to step up and be the conversation starter, the party starter. Like I need him to be able to carry the team on his back as much as I do.
0: Mm -hmm. And so
1: that it's exhausting having to be like the
0: fuck. The hype man or
1: like the one who can talk to, yes so mm-hmm. i think ha- having someone who can do that too maybe not all the time but has the ability to do that would be perfect for me
0: you need someone at like a seven six like between six and mm-hmm. seven perfect mm-hmm. Yeah, i think that's good for I don't, you.
1: nothing below a five I, i'm no. like fucking falling asleep if you're below a five yeah no you so like a nice six seven I could rock with a with a solid seven. You wouldn't
0: make it a day over here in the leaks household.
1: <laughs> no, Robbie would literally kill me. And he thinks you're on 10. He wouldn't oh, yeah. literally kill
0: me. It wouldn't be okay. Um, so dates. Let's talk about them. How how are these dates going? How is it? You've been like on consecutive dates lately. I'm so proud of you.
1: Yeah, you know, so. When I moved to LA, it was in the middle of pandemic, mm. so I wasn't dating for like the first six or seven months, um, and then I I fell into a little sitch with a human who we were, what would you say? We were dating, but we weren't dating because we weren't going out on dates.
0: No, you literally had a boyfriend, but it's okay. We don't. It's, it's fine. <laughs> you literally yeah I
1: guess I had an unofficial an
0: unofficial you were in a situationship I guess
1: yeah I would say it was a situationship so so that was interesting to me because we were in a situationship but we weren't actually going out on dates so we Mm -hmm. can come back to that but to the to the actual like physical part of dating like actually getting up and leaving the house um it's been it hasn't been that good I'll be honest with you like (laughs) be honest I I feel like I can hold a conversation with anybody mm-hmm. so when I'm on these dates like it really feels like more of a test of like okay how make this and so I'm on dates starting the conversation asking the mm-hmm. questions cracking the jokes and I'm not going on dates with people who are making it enjoyable for me like to be honest with you I don't leave these dates like sprung or like oh my god that was so fun he's so funny he's so charming like I can see us working out. I want to go on another date. Oh, I will go on another date. if The conversation is there because like sometimes it's just something to do when there's nothing to do and you really do want to feel like, like admired mm-hmm. and like you want to be courted sometimes and you just yeah. want male attention sometimes. That's just like a human thing, especially as a single woman. Um, but I really think there is one date I went on where I left and I was like, oh, like this is this is really good. Um and it, it just didn't. It didn't. Nothing happened. Nothing came from it. But that was. I've been here for a year and a half, and I I can say I've had one good to be honest with you. Oh wow. Okay. So
0: one good date. Is that making it enjoyable to be single and dating, or are you more on the cusp of like, very like Charlotte Sex and the City? I've been dating since I'm 15. Where is he? Like I I can't do this anymore.
1: Yeah. And I think so. I actually have a tonight <laughs> <laughs> I have a date tonight and okay. after this I'm done dating
0: you're taking a pause
1: oh yeah yeah because I'm exhausted just thinking about like getting dressed and meeting this guy downtown and starting this conversation like the guy actually seems pretty outgoing so I'm kind mm-hmm. of excited to like be out with someone who may be able to like hold the conversation and carry it yeah um, but if this doesn't go well, and also I'm not, like, dating for him to, like, be my boyfriend. No. Um, but after tonight, I'm definitely going on hiatus from okay. dating because once – it's just, like, anything in life. Like, if you do something, you expect a result, and you're just not getting that result. Just, like, I'm going to chill on it for a second. Like, I'm a huge believer of the timing of, of my life. Mm-hmm. And I've never, ever – any guy that's ever been my boyfriend or any guy that I've, like, actually had feelings for, I've never looked for. Or like was found him on a dating app. It, he's always just entered my life and it just happened organically. And so I think I have to get back to that. Like the dating apps are fun and they're super entertaining. But after I'm just going to let shit happen for me.
0: That was literally my next question. What apps are you using? <laughs> Do you?
1: like them? <laughs> So I've been a hinge girl since the pandemic. And the one good date that I just told you I've been on is actually from Hinge, from Hinge in New York. And we never met because the pandemic broke out. So then I moved here to L.A. town in L.A. and was like, should we finally go on that date two and a half years later? And we did. And it was great. Um, So Hinge is cute. Recently um, been accepted on Riot. I know. Which is, for those who don't know, I really don't know how to explain it. I guess it's like a um, high profile dating yeah. app. And, and I don't want I you to say too much because I don't want them to kick
0: you off. Because, <laughs> you know, they are good for that. <laughs> they
1: are, they're like, oh, they're told- very good. You can't listen. You can't she told our, our business. She's out. Anything on there. <laughs> Hell yeah. So that's I did go on a date from there. Um, there's not enough black people on Raya and I don't like that I
0: wouldn't think that there would be the only black man I could see being on Raya would be Tay Diggs
1: (laughs) I could see it yes and if they are if there are black men on there that's the type of black men yeah they're not that's it
0: they're not like bow
1: tie wearing black men
0: do you enjoy I mean you already kind of said it but enjoy meeting someone obviously not like rom-com but more like meet you out organically at a bar at a restaurant maybe at a work event you know actually getting to meet that person at first instead of like going through this app where you're swiping and then you're texting for a little bit you're probably texting for a few weeks before you make the date I feel like the app actually is more processed to dating than actually meeting someone organically
1: yes I think that because I'm so big on energy, just like, like I said, not like energy in the good vibes, bad vibes way, but just like, like how out- outgoing you are, mm-hmm. you are. Um, it, it's easier for me to meet people in that way. I like, yeah. I'm attracted to people when I see other people attracted to them. Like if I see a guy out and his friends are like dying laughing at him or like he's just like the life of the party, I'm like, yeah, that's the guy I'm gonna go talk to. You <laughs> can get on Twitter, baby. You gotta see what he's be talking about because if he's talking about some like if he's tweeting some all lives matter like you know talking crazy about women on there you already know like that this skips the whole aspect of like getting to know like i'm gonna just scroll through these this timeline this twitter Mm. and just see what you be talking about see how problematic you are and then we'll go from there
0: very true um you know do you think that you because i mean i feel like i know that I know what I would answer this as you, but I'm going to obviously let you do that. I'm not going to speak for you. As me, as me. (laughs) You are still single. You're beautiful. You have a great job. You have a great personality. I feel like you've had men that are interested in you. And so do you think you're not in a relationship because you're not settling? Or do you have a feeling that maybe you've met the person you're going to, not, maybe not, you know, might not be your husband, but long-time relationship that you have them in your space or that you have yet
1: to find them? I definitely think I'm single because I'm not settling. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had opportunities to be with people, um, but I refuse, absolutely refuse to give that much of myself to someone who is not perfect for me. Mm -hmm. And they don't have to be a perfect person in this world or to anybody else, but I'm not going to give my space, my time, my body to someone who doesn't make me feel like I'm like the best person in the world or who I don't think is the legitimate best person in the world. I always say like the man that I marry has got to be like the closest thing to God. (laughs) Like there's just in my way, not on paper, On paper, just just for you. Yes. So I think that's definitely why I am. I am single. Um, Do I think I've met the person So I was just so this is gonna make me sound crazy. And people who are listening to this don't know me. (laughs) I'm gonna sound a little bit crazy. And I was just telling Aubrey this last night that I do in a way. Mm. And you know who I'm talking about. I know exactly when I'm talking about story. Yeah. And it's gonna sound crazy, but I don't think I meet people for no reason. Mm -hmm. And I really have a strong, strong intuition. Um So this person that I was dealing with over the summer, it ended and it didn't end on any type of bad terms. It just ended. It just fizzled out. Um, Two different spaces in life. I don't think that chapter is done. It's been months, mind you, months since we've spoken. But for some reason, I don't feel like that's the end of it. I don't know if this is my person forever or whatever, but I do think dating after that has been hard because I'm constantly comparing to this person and he's a great person, he's not a bad person. Um, I just think there are certain things that I wanted that he couldn't give and certain things that he wanted that I couldn't give at that time in our lives, mm-hmm. um, which is okay. So, so I think if, if we reconnect, that could that could be something that could have potential to last. If it is not with that person, then no, I I don't think I've met, I don't think that the person I'm supposed to be with is in my space. So I
0: I think it was very much right guy, wrong time.
1: mm, I think so too. Um, I really believe that. I've never believed that in the past until this one situation. Cause I'm like, I don't think the universe makes mistakes. I don't think that you meet people if it's the wrong time to meet them. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think there's a gray area in that, and I may have been in that gray area for the first time in my life. Um, like I said, I'm not going to be devastated if this doesn't pick back up, but just something in my heart is just like, yeah, I don't think that chapter is done. And it could be in a year from now. It could be, who knows? It could be 20 years know. from now, you know, yeah. and I'm not waiting for this person by any means. Like I'm still out here. Um, but I do think if i if that person's in my space, it's likely him. And if that person I'm supposed to be with isn't in my space and I just haven't met them yet.
0: Wrong guy. I'm with right guy. Wrong time. That's what I feel deep down. You had
1: you had faith in that sitch.
0: I really had. I feel. I mean, as if you are my friend, you know that I am devil's advocate all the time. It's everyone hates it about me, but I
1: always. And let me just interrupt you quickly because don't do this. I know this is like about me for a second. I'll make this not you. So (laughs) if you are lucky enough to have Jasmine as a friend, as a sister, as a best friend in this lifetime, you have to take the good with the bad. You are an um, an amazing friend and you have made me a better human. But the only thing I hate about you (laughs) is how much you play devil's advocate. I know. I just need you to agree with me. I know. Like, I know. You you be you be riding for these dudes who you've never met a day in your life. We've been through some shit. You know what it is, but lo and behold,
0: notice how you all do the same with me about Robbie. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so i never understand why i get we know so we know robbie and we love robbie you don't know these men that were casually dating but you still want to I'm, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here Maybe, <laughs> we don't know shit i know robbie a little bit to like at least know enough about him to defend him
0: i what i see for you in dating is i th- i don't think it's an app I really don't think that's it for you. Um, Being someone that's never been on apps, I feel like it's, like I said, it's just a lot more work and you are someone that is very much off of energy. And I don't think you can feel people, anybody could say the right thing through a text. It's so easy. Like to just be like, whatever, whatever, but, or to match someone's energy when you're texting because like, it's not in person. But once you're like sitting across from that person face to face, you have to really have a personality. It's just, it's a lot more than just being like, okay, I could text this. This is easy, which is sad. Actually, I feel bad for people that are like that. Like, I don't get how you could be like that in your phone, but not outside.
1: I agree. And if you know me and you know this, well, I'm not a texter to begin with. (laughs) 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 I'm not a texter to begin with. Um, And so there's just really no way to get to know someone via text. There's just no way. I'm a, if you want to see me pull up, if you want to talk, come over. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to get to know me, take me out. Mm -hmm. Like I'm way too much of a person to be able to convey how I feel or who I am Mm -hmm. in some words. Yeah. Like in an eye message, like I feel like you have to be around me to feel it. And the way that I want to get to know somebody is being around them and feeling them too. So it is, it is hard to, to be on a dating app where people are just like that small talk. I hate small talk. I really don't care how your day went today. If I don't know you, like, I'm not about to wake up every morning and say, good morning. Like, what are you doing today? bitch? it's a pandemic. We're all doing the same shit every single day. Like there's just, you know, like I, I'm yeah. doing this, I'm going to work. I'm going to the gym. I'm probably not leaving my house, but twice a week I have to say the only way we're going to be able to continue conversation is if we're together yeah experiencing things together Mm -hmm. and like making memories together like there's just no i don't want to do that small talk back and forth via text i want to see you pull up on me exactly like let's laugh let's let's play a game like i don't know let's go out and do something physical i don't know let's just get out the damn house yeah
0: i mean we've been in here for a very long time we need to get out Um, Let's go
1: for a drive. There's other ways to get to know people and texting is not ever going to be my preferred way.
0: No, it's not fun. What are you looking for when you do, you finally find the guy that you want to be in a serious relationship with? What are you looking for from your partner?
1: Number one, freedom. Mm.
0: Um.
1: I have to be myself like I have to have a life outside of my relationship Mm -hmm. because it's the only way that I feel happy is if I can be with my friends and go out dancing or take a trip with my people and just exist as Ariel Mm -hmm. and not so-and-so's girlfriend or so-and-so's wife um so the freedom I think that comes with trust I think Relationships comes from trusting your partner to like be able to live freely without you, yep. and not worry about what they're doing. So I mm-hmm. guess freedom and trust go hand in hand. Um, this sounds like I don't know, corny or like sad. I don't know, but someone who doesn't want to see me upset,
0: like I want corny or to sad. be. It's just crazy I that, like be... things like that make us feel because like the expectation these days are so low that that is, I feel like very, should be normal. That shouldn't even have to be said, but it does. I don't think that's corny.
1: I want to be with someone who, if I'm like, even just having a bad day at work or in a fight with my mom or someone on the street says something that upsets me, Mm -hmm. I want them to be really upset by the fact that I'm upset. Um, So I want them to move in ways that I'm not crying or I'm not having anxiety attacks. You know, like I- to be with someone who wants me to know peace yeah um because the way even like when we have friendships like when I'm upset you're upset when your friends cry you cry that is something that you personally do you go through things with us and so that is the love that I have in these friendships and how my friends feel things with me and for me Mm -hmm. is how I want my partner to be um so that's 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 very very important um what else am I looking for I guess someone who, one, is, is successful in
0: mm-hmm. their own
1: right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like. I think success could look like anything for anyone. Yeah. But someone with some passion, because I think when you wake up in the morning and you don't have something that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. it, and you're with someone who does, it leads to some type of jealousy, resentment dynamic. When, like, you don't really feel mm-hmm. like you have anything to get out of bed for. Yeah. But you see the person you're with really does. And I do. I'm passionate about a lot of the things that I do. So I would like someone who has a sense of, like, something they want to make better or work toward outside mm-hmm. of the relationship. Like, obviously, I want to work in our relationship. But I would like someone who has other goals, too, you know? Yeah. Um, importantly, maybe even most importantly, someone who can be friends with my friends mm.
0: um
1: and not even just in a like oh like jasmine's coming over like hey jasmine like no i want if y'all have something to say i want you to text each other if i'm not around and go to lunch like keep up with each other you know like i'm it's not I'm not saying you guys have to be besties you know but like it's really important to me that my partner loves my people the way I love my people yeah and same for me and them I would love for for me to have that relationship with their people as well um just like a sisterhood like some type of family dynamic with with my partner's friends um and I guess just someone who really likes to see me be me and doesn't want to water me down because I do feel like I come off a lot to a lot of People and sometimes mm-hmm. it's an insecurity for me of just like, oh man, like sometimes when I have interactions with people or go on dates and I leave, I'm like, dude, I probably just said way too much. <laughs> I was probably like way too loud and just like way like my energy was probably way too high for this interaction. But I want someone who's just like loves that about me. Yeah, yeah, and someone who someone who wants the family dynamic that I want, mm. um and not even just with kids because I always say like I'm half and half with kids, mm-hmm. if I were to meet my dream person and their one thing was like, you know, first day off the rip, like I don't want children, but we continued dating and they were just like everything I ever wanted, I would be okay with not having kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I say family, I just mean like, breaking these generational curses, like I don't want my house to be a dark place. I don't want a divorce. I know some things like you, everyone goes into marriage and relationships wanting it to last forever. Um, And some things just don't, but I -hmm. would really want someone who is committed to not making the mistakes that maybe like our families have made in the past, you know? And if kids are in the picture, I I would want someone who is committed to being like the best, most soft parent they can be. Mm -hmm. Like raising our children with love and softness, not in fear, you know? So, so those, those are really important to me. I need someone who loves me a little bit more than I love them.
0: My mom's little always little told bit. me to be with someone that loves you more than you love them. Always. I
1: think you have to. Because women will love till we're blue in the face. Like, till we're beaten down and dead and six feet under. Like, I need someone who will love me when they're, like, 20 feet under and, like, really, like, on the cross, like, getting you know like I'll kill kill for you die for me
0: yeah yeah like I would kill for you but I need to know that you would literally kill murder rob a bank and do everything else for me not just kill
1: I want you to to air this whole shit out
0: yeah like everybody's gotta go yep like that's your family your
1: mama I don't know I need to (laughs) (laughs) I need that I need. yeah and I I think it sounds very unattainable but I just I'd rather be single for the rest of my life before <laughs> I'm in a relationship for someone who doesn't love me in those ways.
0: But I don't, it's just crazy. And I know that you'll find your person if you haven't met him already, but I think that you've done the work and it, it's something like I talked about on the last episode is also doing the work. Cause again, not that we are, the problems, but sometimes there are things that we contribute to relationships that we don't realize. And then once you're out of them, you know, you get time with yourself and that quietness and get to work on yourself. So I also think for men and women, that is a big thing, like figuring out what you contributed to your relationship. Like sometimes, yes, it was just this one person and that person was trash, but there might been a little part of you, maybe 25% of you that you don't want to take into your next relationship and you need to work on that. Um, do you think that you've worked out any of those kinks that you might've had in your past relationship? Which, I mean, I know the answer.
1: Oh my God. I've worked all of them out. Yeah. (laughs) And I think something that's different about me and honestly, every friend that I have is like, we're, we do the work. Mm -hmm. Like I see girls and guys who just are like serial daters. And as soon as they're out of one long-term relationship, they're in another. And as soon as they're out of that one, they're in another and they're in love with four people a year. One, that's not healthy. Mm-mm. Two, that's not love. Mm-hmm. Three, how, do you, how are you able to understand what you want if you can't sit with yourself and realize the things that you didn't like about that relationship or the things that you may have contributed to that relationship that weren't something you're so proud of? So when I say like I've been dating for three years, like, yes, but I've literally had feelings for maybe two, pe- two yeah. people max in these two years. And, so, and none of them have been my boyfriends. I've been alone more than I could ever, (laughs) ever put into words. One living alone for the first time after my relationship has sent, sent me so far into myself that I have met parts of myself that I wish I've never met. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm, when people say I've done the work, like I, that's for the shit that I've done for myself and to myself um, in the past three years. Like I am, so ready to if my dream person walked into my life today I know that I would be an immaculate partner honestly
0: I, th- I agree with that though for you like you I can you? see that in you. yeah I can see that in you I mean I've seen the work that you've done and like we were in the trenches before
1: oh yeah you know you've seen the evolution you've had a front row seat to the evolution a
0: front row seat because I met you while you were in that relationship so I didn't know any other version Mm-hmm. Of you, honestly, you know yeah. i don't I didn't I had nothing to compare to like oh Ariel's not being herself or who is this person? It was just like that to Ariel, you know, like that's just I thought who you were, you know, I wouldn't hear from you random times and I, just, like, oh, I'll hear from her a few months,
1: like that's just mm-hmm. ariel,
0: but for me, that was you that was who that was your personality trait, which is kind of crazy,
1: yep and now. Yeah. Now that I'm out of it and we have been the closest we've ever been, you know that that's not me. That's
0: not who we you are We talk every
1: single day. <laughs> exactly. and I'm
0: So it's crazy.
1: I would say I'm a happier version of myself.
0: Oh, yeah. Who I, can I am t-
1: outside of that.
0: It's night and day between the girl that I met and the girl that I know now, which is kind of crazy. But that is what a toxic, crazy relationship can do to you. It can literally make warp you into someone that you aren't and for someone who's meeting you for the first time they just assume that's who she is not knowing your backstory not knowing anything and then but then i also can't imagine i can because i've been with friends for a long time but like if i'm talking about you personally like taylor someone who has known you so for her to watch that had to be insane
1: no it was for my friends for for aubrey and taylor Um, who are my best friends who knew me before that relationship, it was like literally watching. It's just literally losing the person that you knew Mm -hmm. and you loved. And for my mom as well, my mom spent so many hours and days and years crying, Mm -hmm. saying she doesn't know who I am anymore. And literally begging me to like check myself into a rehab for how low I was. Like, Just my friends and my family were begging me to leave, Mm -hmm. to save me, literally to save me. And I never, me, I'm strong enough. I was strong enough to go through that. I'm Mm -hmm. out of it. There's nothing that could ever hurt me after going through that. Yeah. But I legitimately, more so than for myself, could never see my friends and my family as hurt as they were when I was in that situation. Like yeah. that nothing, no man, no nothing is worth causing that much pain to the people that love you.
0: No. Mm-mm. And
1: that's not love. That's not healthy love. That That's literally, that's nothing. That's devil's work. <laughs> that is, I was in hell. I wasn't in a relationship. I was in hell.
0: Yeah, no, it was, it was bad. And then for me as a friend, but again, like this is the only version I know of you. I think I went through the process of being like, you know, wait. Like, I think it was toward the end of it. And I was like, this isn't normal. And I was like, Ariel, I can't do this with you
1: anymore.
0: I was like, I hate. And I, it which
1: ultimately, which ultimately led to what decision that you made? Me not being in your wedding. In your and wedding. That is another, yeah. That is You're- another eye opening. Like, that was huge for me. Yeah. Like, and I know it wasn't your fault and it was my fault. Yeah. I was not, when I was in that relationship. I was a good friend to anybody, which Mm -hmm. led to me not being able to be in my best friend's wedding. Yeah. That is terrible. You know? I missed out on so much because I was would cancel to sit home and fight with my boyfriend. Yeah. The anxiety of leaving my house wouldn't let me go to your surprise engagement or to your engagement dinner or to anything. Like I would have rather that to not feel the anxiety of leaving my house. Like that is hell. That is living in actual hell. I'm so thankful that you didn't want me to be in the wedding. Because (laughs) honestly, like nothing would be the same way it it is now. It just wouldn't be. And that was a great decision on your behalf. And I think I've proven myself to you over the past (laughs) couple of years that if you ever needed me or needed to rely on me for anything, that old version of myself. is Is not, no, gone.
0: it's literally night and day with the girl that I met. So it's crazy. Um, what advice would you, I guess, give anyone that is in a relationship like that, or let's say they're in a good place in the relationship, but they see it heading into a really bad, dark period. What would you tell them?
1: Nothing on this earth is worth your peace of mind.
0: Mm.
1: Nothing on this earth or no one on this earth, is worth losing pieces of yourself in mm-hmm. order to save the situation. Um, the moment you are not sleeping peacefully at night, um, the moment you feel the trust is broken, I'm a firm believer in my experience that trust can't be repaired. Like there's that really like cliche saying, like if you drop glass on the floor, you can put it back together, but it's never going to look the same. Um I am such a loyal person that I would never have to give someone the option to forgive me for hurting them in that way. And no one would ever have to worry about that. Like no one ever have to worry about putting the glass together with me because I am very aware of every single action that I make and how it's going to affect myself and the people that I love and my Mm -hmm. relationships that I would never jeopardize I would never do something that would jeopardize losing anybody that I loved. Mm. And so I have to, and every woman, every man who's listening to this has to be with someone who would jump through hoops and go and goes out of their way to not hurt them and not Mm. break the trust in the relationship. Cause once that's broken, you can forgive and you can be happy and you can do this, but that little thought in the back of your mind will be there until the day that you die. Yeah. And that, even if it's not interrupting your your daily, you know, routines or how you're moving during the day, your daily thoughts, it's gonna pop up. Mm-hmm. And if it if it continuously pops up, my best advice would to be to get out. Yeah, because there are people I haven't met anybody like this, but I think <laughs> there's men and women in this world. For the men who are listening as well, who will be as loyal to you as you will be to them.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I would love to experience that and find it for myself, but I think that no one should ever settle for anything less than that.
0: I, no, I agree. I always, I've always said, even like when Robbie and I was dating and like, I was like, the scariest thing is a relationship because you're literally taking your heart out of your chest, handing it to that person and literally like begging them to not squeeze it and crush it, drop it on the floor, stomp on it, you're literally giving them, but you know that they have that power to end, like kill you, to literally kill you, to take your heart and just say, here you go, squeeze it all out and hand it back to you. And that is true. You're trusting that human. And that's what it feels like. That's literally what it feels like. And you hand it over to them. You hand yourself over to them and you're trusting them, hoping and praying that they don't do that, but knowing that they have all of the power to do that and that is the scariest thing
1: like me being able to really be completely vulnerable and unguarded mm-hmm. and and just lighter mm-hmm. will be like the ultimate like this is what i was that's the destination
0: yeah i can't you wait know? to get there with you
1: let's pray you've been saying this, you've been saying for three years you see it but it's been three i three it years i just do, and- i th- but i think
0: there i but i think like it's just time like i feel like even though you feel like you're ready, the obviously the universe knows something that you don't know. And when you're t- like, when it's your time to be with that person, you don't want to, like I said, it could be, you have met that person. You never know, but maybe the timing is just not right. You could be ready, but the world that you're in right now, you're really busy with work. Maybe really, you couldn't fully give what you need to give in a relationship and you're listing all these things that you want, but would you be able to also meet someone's list right now?
1: Yeah. That's real. I guess there's no way to really know until it happens. Until it happens. Like you said maybe it's not happening right now for some reason that I'm, that I'm unaware of.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, just- and sometimes you get in your head and you're like, damn, I've done all this work, but God, the universe still feels like I'm not ready. Like what more could I be doing? But it like, could just literally- be not
0: you. It could just be like what's around and other things. And again, you are very busy with work and you've worked hard to get where you are. You should, I don't think you should get to a point where you feel like, oh, I want to, I really like this guy and I want to give him attention. And then you slack on work or like, well, I don't care. I got here and now I can't give this guy any attention. So it could just be timing. It could be that you have no work to do at all. And just like when the time is right, you are comfortable in your job and you're like, okay, yeah, now th- I'm ready. Enter, enter, sir. We, I can right. do both.
1: You're right. Cause honestly with my job, Jasmine, like this, where I work is not somewhere you get like, super, like, familiar with right away. So I think that when things ended with this person, it was legitimately four days before I started my new job. Mm -hmm. Like, I was, I was onboarding and, like, shadowing, but, like, four days after we stopped talking was when I really started doing the work, like, actually was an employee at this company. Mm -hmm. And I do think I wouldn't have been able to give my all to this position if I was, you know, distracted. So yeah. I, I do think that's a, a, a fair point.
0: This was a great therapy session. I take all major credit cards, cash app, Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my God. No, this was really a therapy session. But every time we talk is, that's why I was saying before, it doesn't even feel like we're recording or like the cameras are on or the mics are on because this I is know. really how I can call you any day of the week and talk to you. And I'm so thankful for that. And so yeah. thankful for how, the role that you've played in my spiritual journey has really been so important to how I've just healed as a person in my friendships and my relationships healed my heart. Like the way that we speak to each other and the kindness that we have and the respect that we have for each other in this growing friendship, this growing sisterhood is really like really a catalyst to like the person that the great person I, I, I think I'm becoming.
0: So I'm
1: thankful for all of our conversations like this and I'm thankful that the world gets to hear our conversations now.
0: Me too. And then before we go, I just want to say like, even though this is a dating series and we're talking about dating, I think if you listen to specifically this episode with Ariel, I feel like we've talked about friendship and sisters and our close friends a lot. If you don't have that around you, just in general, whether you're dating, you have a stressful job, you have, you don't have a close knit family, I think your friends are very very important because again it's family you know how they said you don't get to pick your you don't get to choose your family but you get to choose your friends you get to pick who you have around you and who you have in your corner and who's supporting you and rooting you on and that is very very important in the people that you let that you allow in your circle um,
1: yep and if I had to say one more thing before we get off in addition mm-hmm. to let your friendships and the love that you get and receive from your friends be the standard for the love and and, and respect that you receive from your partner.
0: Wow! And yeah. I think
1: because I have such an amazing circle of family, I'll call y'all family, mm-hmm. there's just no way that I could accept anything less than that from a lover. And so when you nourish these other relationships and friendships, it just, your life becomes more fruitful.
0: Yeah, so true. M- mic drop. <laughs> drop, up. and we'll just end it there
1: thank you so much you did so good thank I love you for you. having me I'm gonna feel nervous when this comes out but I'm excited
0: it's gonna be amazing and everybody's gonna love it and maybe you know you'll have some dms <laughs> let us pray hey, amen all right guys thank you bye bye